Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I was a bouncing in and laughing as we rolled down an old dirt road. Daddy looking in his rear view, hoping that we just hang on. I'm Stuart Friesen, and you're listening to the Always Race Day podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to the latest episode of the Always Race Day podcast presented by the Carlotto Group. It's me, Connor, with uh, Damon Helgevald and Caleb Sloha about to join us in a bit here, but we want to take some time, uh, give a big shout out to our presenting uh, partners at the Carlotto Group. I didn't have a clever uh, setup for the ad this week, but <laughs> I, I think that race kind of speaks for itself. I think you wrote it. <laughs> man the uh, uh we'll get in the race and everything if you guys are, are out looking for a car if you need a new daily driver something to get to work something to get to where you need to go call up the guys at the carlotto group they will help you out they will do it in the quickest cleanest and nicest way possible i will swear that on my life um i hope that's not too big of a step you think that's okay i think it's okay i trust oh, that's guys. accurate yeah yeah it's uh, accurate no one no one come to me with any bad reviews if gotten it. i've never seen we're one not before. we are not the complaint department we are the promotions but I've, I've said before don't hold me liable for the bullshit that i say that's true yeah that's fact all right shout out again to the carlotto group we'll get into this episode in a sec appreciate y'all for listening thanks again All right. This let's, meeting uh, is being recorded. There is uh, the Japanese Siri that Caleb keeps on top. I, I tried. I uh, I was almost there. Fine. I think everyone uh, at this point enjoys it. So, um, at least when they get a chance to hear it, let's uh, let's talk this Darlington race. Um, I think the clear biggest story from today is uh, the 24 car going back to victory lane. You know, all the Jeff Gordon fans got to see that pain scheme back. I'm kidding. I'm 100 wins for the 24 car. That's great. We'll we'll get to that. Kyle Larson, Ross Chastain gets into him. Whoever you want to say initiated that contact, I think it was kind of both parties mutually. 
but he puts the accelerator down and keeps pushing him all the way around the corner, uh, similar to Michael Orr in the blind side. Uh, Not even him. that. He, he, he got off the gas and then proceeded to gas it back up. <laughs> like, he when he gassed it up when he gassed it up i was like oh he's still going like you could tell there was a difference in him not gassing it up versus when he's coming off a two and driving him down the back stretch i i swear if this is penalized by nascar or anything it's going to be the dumbest like most black eye you can i can't see them doing that this season has been with penalties and stuff like that it, i mean denny hamlin got penalized for something he said on the podcast uh, thankfully, Kyle Larson's podcast doesn't come out until Wednesdays. <laughs> I my, you think, my by the way, Denny, I I remember that right, right? Like Denny used to come out with his the night at the night of the race they'd record it and they'd put up on Monday. Yeah, that's posted on Monday generally. Yeah, it's posted on Tuesdays now. Interesting. It's posted after NASCAR does their little weekly penalty sweep. Well, and it could be, I mean, that's, that's a tough deal too, where you're literally like tonight finishing up the yeah. race, flying home and still recording a podcast to be put up for tomorrow. So I, yeah. I mean, I completely understand that. In, let, me, in a let, me, let me wear my tinfoil hat when the situations allow me to. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, it, it was a interesting weekend for Kyle Larson, got the win in Xfinity. Um, by a very interesting move going in a three and then um really off a four was just kind of hard racing um but ends up taking out john hunter Nemechek um for the win so he got the win there and then was battling for the win in the cup series and um he he got chastained (laughs) by the way shout out to the ryan newman fans out there my buddy david braga uh Kind of stopped watching NASCAR because he loves Ryan Newman so much. Uh, and he got back into it today a little bit. I think he liked what he saw, but he hates when Ryan Newman wrecks. But the Ryan Newman wreck delivered the moment that in all of NASCAR, fans, drivers included, have been waiting for for the past year and a half. And that was Ross Chastain being in a wreck and him getting the brunt of it. I, uh, I mean, as the homer in me, I'd love to see Ryan Newman not wreck that. Because I do, ah, yes. I do think it's an easy win for Larson at that point. However, the way that it turned out, I am 100% behind Ryan Newman spinning out there at the end because we would not have seen Ross Chastain take himself out. And I had tweeted earlier in the day when Truex spun at the end of the first stage off of the, the quarter panel of Chastain that that guy has the luckiest breaks in the history of NASCAR. Every wreck he's involved in, every scuffle he's involved in, everything that happens to Ross Chastain, he somehow comes out of it where it does not affect him whatsoever. He's a bull then, in a china shop, and he doesn't have a single uh, cut from nothing on his foot. And then finally, he does something stupid again and guess what he finally gets taken out and kyle decides you know what it's time to gas it up and just finish off the one car while we're at it so it the the setup to the whole thing happening was almost picturesque it was like a movie because ross jumps the start and that inside line was so important to have on the final and mind you mind you ross ross fenced him earlier in the day on a restart as well 
Yeah. And then, then the jump of the restart did not help matters much. Right. So he gets that jump and the caution comes right out. And we're all thinking like Larson had the lead, right? Like I know they were kind of battling, but he had the lead. And then they come out and say that Larson didn't have the lead. Chastain was in front of him and they used that damn video game graphics thing that they used for qualifying that was so like just completely inaccurate with the ghost car. And I get these are two different technologies or whatever, but it's absolutely asinine that we saw it be so inaccurate and you're using it again the next day. At least pretend you worked on it and bring it back next week. I don't know. I, I've kind of had it with that graphic thing. But uh, so Ross ends up getting first and they're just not going to penalize him for jumping the start, which um, Brett Moffitt fans very pissed off today about that uh, because he he got all, all, all one game. of you yeah well damon's a brett guy damon <laughs> me damon and brett shot the shit for 30 minutes at the knoxville truck race that year <laughs> we did do that um, so it's setting up like okay chastain's gonna get the lead uh, maybe he drives away i don't know and then they show the running order and it's chastain the hendrick guy that definitely doesn't like Ross and showed it. Um, and then there's the Hendrick guy that told Noah Gregson to fight Ross last week. And then there's the quiet Hendrick guy that ended up winning the damn race, uh, all starting right next to him. And I'm like, yeah, this kind of just looks like something's about to happen. And Al Larson made it happen. I think he made a lot of new fans today. Well, and the other thing you got to remember out of that whole restart going into that, into the, the Larson and Chastain wreck is there were cars put in positions where they probably should not have been put into like Chase Elliott is a prime example of that. That guy was, that guy was in the middle of the wreck. He's in the middle of a wreck and all of a sudden, yeah, he's fourth. I didn't know how he didn't get any damage. Cause I was like, I gotta be like dumb or like, violently hung over today i don't know but I, I was like he i thought for sure his race was over yeah he he was in the middle of it harvick was in the middle of it and somebody else all of us they were like fourth brad fifth and sixth who what brad yeah brad they were fourth fifth and sixth in the lineup and i'm like how the hell is that possible when they're like behind four other cars that had gone low and passed him and everything i couldn't figure that part out but yeah there was a lot of spotters after the race that were upset about it. And uh, Bubba in his post-race interview uh, said it was BS. And uh, yeah, so there's, there's some frustration on that. So not a good 20 minutes for uh, NASCAR race officials. No, <laughs> like, no. <laughs> okay, we got, we got a big elephant in the room to take the attention away. So. That's all fine. Yeah. Oh man. I think I think with the the whole thing too, the people that are like, well, Larson had a lane to the top. Well, yeah, he had a lane to the top, but he did the smart play by trying to squeeze Chastain. Chastain tried to squeeze him, and at the end of the day, physics kind of take over when you're a half a car length out in front. You're going to get spun up the wall, and there's room to go. Both of you are going to get taken up there, not just one of you. I think if at the end, I'll be all there. Larson made the smart play because he was either a going to come out of it looking good or B he was going to be wrecked, but Chastain was going to go with him. I think he knew going into that restart, he was going to get squeezed into the fence. Yeah. He knew exactly what Ross was going to do. And there's a situation where Kyle can drive down and chop him if he times it right. Or Ross was ahead of him more, but Ross didn't jump the second restart. Like he did the first. Right. 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 
Uh, maybe he should have. Maybe they would have let it go. They did the first time. <laughs> uh, My, uh... So it's kind of anticlimactic finish, but I think everyone just wants to talk about the Larson thing. And the people arguing about whose fault it is and stuff, and like, is this car racing or whatever? It's so dumb to me because you know what it was. It's a guy getting payback from one of the 17 people he's pissed off this season. It's not like a racing incident. It's just something that happened. And that's, you know, we want to talk about that, obviously. But what's so funny to me, too, is the the restart right before that when Larson kind of, you know, pushes Chastain up into the wall. And then Chastain just goes on this whiny rant. Oh, is he going to is he going to put me in the wall again? Oh, how is he going to do that? Blah, blah. I'm like, dude, if there's one person in the entire cup garage who cannot complain about getting raced hard, that's the guy right there. Yeah, like, I agree with you, but I, I just don't think like I, I don't think any driver on the radio needs to have self-awareness. They need to be it's the it's the hypocritical uh, stuff though that we yeah, talked no. about last week. Oh, yeah, is, I'll, I'll get to it. Is like okay, you can't you can't say one thing or do one thing in, in Ross's instance, go and wreck half the entire garage and then turn around and be like well, how's he going to race me now? Because I, I just got, got fenced by him five minutes ago. Like that does not happen. I, I a hundred percent agree with that, with you on that, Caleb. Yeah. And the thing, so I, what I'm saying is just drivers need to be confident in themselves. Um, they don't need to be self-aware for a PR comment on their uh, radios, unless I guess because we're penalizing guys for admitting that they're going to wreck somebody, which is. I mean, it's not about the PR standpoint. It's no, no, no. I'm just saying, like they, they should be completely biased to yourself and act like you're a saint and would never hurt a fly. Like that's that's just the mindset they have. And someone comes at you, and they come at you. So I, I didn't necessarily get that from that. I figured they would react like that because that's just usually what their team does. And whether the driver likes to hear that or that's something else, I don't know. But. I know what you're so saying. I will say, uh, Rick Hendrick, who doesn't rock the boat a ton, you know, I love uh, this comment. he, he did after the race, um, comment about Chastain and says he doesn't have to be that aggressive. You just don't run people up into the fence. He's got talent, but he's making a lot of enemies out here. It's really getting old with these guys. And I don't think anybody's going to be real surprised about that comment, but it is just very interesting from, uh, you know, another owner basically saying, you know, we're, we're kind of getting fed up. And I had a good um, kind of back and forth a, a little bit with Joey Meyer, who used to spot for Brad. Um, and Joey basically said, Ross is an enigma. Um, the garage has seen drivers like this before. More owners would choose to have a guy like Ross rather than not. Um, it's easier to tighten the reins than whip the horse harder, and the horse will mature. And we, we kind of talked about this. I, I said, at what point as an owner do you step in? Because, like, you could have had a guaranteed top five finish there, probably top three, but now you're in the garage. And Joey's response was the team didn't build a top five car. They didn't build or study all week for a top five. Um, they didn't show up for a top five. I'm going to guess Justin Marks is okay with Ross's attempt at a win. And here's what I have to say about that. Ross has competed for just probably a dozen wins in the cup series. He's got two wins. So, 
at what point is his his aggression and trying at what point do you look at it and say it's not converting to wins at what point do you say it's costing us points upon points upon points because instead of you know finishing first second third whatever you're finishing 28th and it, it's costing the team money on the the bottom line too because instead of getting paid for a top 5 you're getting paid for a 28th place finish so it's it, you look at the you look at the bottom line of things financially for one but two you know it's it's not converting to wins um, I want to see, I, I completely agree. Cause I was watching your, your thread back and forth with Joey. And I, I love the fact that he's not afraid to answer back to people where some people don't actually reply who's in, you know, he's spotted for Paul Menard and, and Brad and guys like that. So, um, I was watching that and I really liked, liked the back and forth. I, I would agree with the fact of, of, being able to salvage for points, right? Ross is not a points guy. He doesn't seem to want to care about points by any means. He just wants to win, which is kind of ridiculous in my whole wholehearted opinion. When it comes down to the end of the day, you are the points leader. Like going into this race, you're the points leader. You take third, second in that race. Guess what? You're still going to be the points leader by quite a big margin, but now you just gave up a win to a guy who now has three wins on the season. You have none and he's climbing the standings at a rapid rate in, in William Byron on top of it. So to throw the points deal all together in there and, and I just, I'm not a fan of, of throwing away points. Cause I think they're still important in this system one way or another. Well, and it depends on who you are. Like, so if you're, if you're Kevin Harvick at the end of that Darlington race, if you don't have that much damage, like that's a moment where Kevin Harvick needs to saddle up and, you know, maybe move, move a guy for the win. And he needs to go for it. Like you, you're in that spot, but like when you're, Ross Chastain, who's at the top of the point standings, there's no reason to just throw everything out the window and be like, okay, like you, you're in a good spot. So why not just keep that going? I would like to see what Ross's average finish is when he's involved in incidents. Cause going back to the lucky horseshoe comment earlier, I think that's part of it too, is he doesn't end up ever finishing outside the top 10. It seems like in some of these cases. Yeah, so yeah. I think this is like one of the first times that he's finished outside the top 20 when he's been involved in a wreck of, of some sort outside of maybe the Denny deal at Phoenix. Right. And it's, I think, you know, he's still got that good points going, but again, like it's, it's just not converting to wins. Like he's right. all about, I'm going to go for the win. Well, it's not working out for you. Right. Like right. it's, it's worked out once so far. And that was at, uh, Coda. Yeah, he's he, played well, and he and he did the same yeah. thing at Talladega to get to the front too. I mean, he played bully ball at Talladega to win that race in the fall last year. So it just it's like yeah. well, he signed, signed a multi year extension. So uh, that's twenty twenty five through the end of that season at least. So, hey, let's I, just, just let's just not time, forget they got time before they got to talk about the negotiating. Let's not forget that Ty Norris is the general manager of track house racing and Ty's track record is not very good in NASCAR. <laughs> yeah. Still, still the, the greatest interview, um, on like with juniors podcast, like it, it, that was a fantastic episode. Oh, great episode. So 
so yeah, I mean, that's a little bit about that. And, uh, I, uh, man, it just, <laughs> it just keeps on going every week. Uh, I do have a text from Chris Williams. He just saw, uh, what happened between Larson and, uh, Chastain. Some people would call him a fake fan for just now seeing it as we're 40 minutes after the race ended at least. Uh, but I'll just read his comments without any, um, any bias or judgment, but he says, Kyle Larson is a dirty driver. That's what you'd say other way around. Damon, what do you think about that? Do you have a response? In in that instance, uh, I wouldn't say he's a dirty driver by any means because he's doing what he is to to put himself in the best position. I think here's the difference, and I I was thinking about this because well, I listened to the first half of the race on my way home and then watched the last half of the race. I think here's the difference. Larson, when he tum- tumbled with John Hunter yesterday, was on the last lap. Okay. Today was the last restart with Ross. With Denny at Kansas on the last lap. It's all at the end of the race when Larson puts people in bad positions. Ross does it on lap 13. Ross does it on lap 30. Like that's what I think is the difference in a quote unquote dirty driver is when you're doing it in a position where it really doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot. That's what bothers me the most about Ross is if Ross was doing this on the last lap, like he did Dota, I don't have a problem because he's racing for a win. He's trying to find a way to get his guys a victory, but you can't do it on lap 13. And that's when Ross does it the most, you know, he did it. I think it was lap five at gateway when he fenced Denny last year. So why are we, why are we trying to wreck guys at the first 10, 15, 20 laps of the race and then want to play the, what was me card? That's, that's that post-race interview. Like, It'd be different if he was doing a Kyle Busch thing or, or like had interesting things to say, but he's given the most PR neutral answers that he can give. He's like the most boring stick in the mud interview of any post. Well, if you, if you everyone listen, tells me that we need this. If you listen to it too, he's very, he, he makes it very clear that he is apologetic to his team and he's upset that he wrecked. He cares none at all that other people got caught up in it. Right. He, he does not, he doesn't apologize for that at all. And to Damon's point too, like when Larson got taken out at Dover, that was lap 80 out of 400. And that's, that's what you like Larson had the problem with. He goes, what are we doing that we're wrecking people on lap 80 in a 400 lap race? It's just not that big of a deal. And if you're okay, if you're, you're gonna, you know, wreck people for the win you know <clears throat> that's one thing but like if that's the only way you can get a win then you have to start looking at yourself you're doing something wrong yeah like you're, you're not you know ultimately better at the end of the day so yeah yeah it, i mean hell we we talk about we talk about dale earnhardt right and how everybody's like well what dale's what ross is doing is no different than dale well here's the difference dale won how many times in the cup series and how many of the times did he actually wreck somebody throughout that race? You know, there, there's big moments. Don't get me wrong. I'm a Terry Labonte fan. And I remember 1999, even though I was only two, three years old at the time, but that, that race, 
you know, is, is one prime example of that couple of times with Jeff Bodine, but not very many times. Was it Dale wrecking somebody on lap 13 and then he'd go on to wreck somebody for the win. He still won races clean. And he, yeah. Yeah. So, and that's the thing is if you look at the broad picture, if you look at the, the field of NASCAR cup series drivers in the last 20 years, there is dozens of incidents where guys were, you know, trying to move somebody or whatever and wreck somebody. It, it happens, you know, they're not all perfect. Like it happens, but you can't use that excuse in 11 out of the 12 of the first races of the year. <laughs> like it doesn't, yeah. it's, You're not Dale Earnhardt at that point. And I, I think that's great because I see that debate a lot. Me and Connor actually talked about it with the Hawkeye Downs uh, announcers last week i even asked my grandpa too i think i had mentioned it on the podcast um because he was a three huge... downs drivers just in practice uh yeah <clears throat> but um they you, you know the like my, my grandpa was a big senior fan and so I, you know i asked him too and it was literally like Dale Earnhardt was so talented that, you know, he had that precision behind the wheel that he could go up and bump you and move you up out of the groove. You know, he, he could place his car exactly where he wanted it to. Ross is a bull in a China shop, right? Like there's, there's Dale, Dale didn't end people's day. That I mean, Dale, Dale did not end people's day on purpose, unless your name was Jeff Bodine. Then he did, but he he never ended people's day on purpose where Ross, I mean, I don't know if it's on purpose or not at this point, but he ends people's day, like takes them out. Oh, really? It's not on purpose, but if you attached a rope to a baseball bat and swung it around a kid's birthday party and hit one in the head, then uh, you might be punished for it. I don't know. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't think he goes in with the intent that he's going to do it. <laughs> <clears throat> but he is, I mean, he's very like, just, I'm, I'm going in and taking whatever I want. And it's, it's whatever happens happens. And it's, it's just not a good mentality to have, but Dude, I'll tell you one thing, uh, a little off topic, but Connor has kind of been like a hundred percent today with all of his takes. Well, I told him when I got on, I told him when I got on, he had tweeted the blindside thing about Michael or taking him to the bus. And I said, that's the most accurate tweet that you could ever make in that situation to the point. I almost quote tweeted and said, I forgive every bad thing that I've ever said. Like I, that, that was the funniest damn thing that I'd seen. Then he turns around and uses the baseball bat analogy. I'm like, he is hitting 100 today. I know we've got, he must've like taken his Adderall or something that he's like, <laughs> <laughs> like right as the race starts. So I don't know if like three and a half hours is the sweet spot or what's going on here. But... <laughs> but gosh, but we are... Cause you know, I'm going to post this. I'm going to victory lap it and then I'll bring it up next time you're pissed at me. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Got our we are uh, halfway through the regular season now, and uh, we have arrived at next week is the all-star race. So I'm excited. I, I need you guys to explain something to me. So I'm assuming Barry is going to be in the um, – car for yeah, the all-star that's what, that's what it seems like that's what it sounds and like. i don't know why unless jimmy johnson said no but jimmy johnson would be guaranteed into the field correct that's a good point whereas I barry's gonna that. have to qualify in and here's the thing if that's at charlotte i'm willing to say okay barry's barry's probably gonna qualify in but when you're at a short track like that 
a thing can happen. And... Name? What? Isn't Barry like a, he's the asphalt? Oh, yeah, okay, yes, but I don't care. Like, this This is the NASCAR yeah, I, Cup no, series. No, I get what you're, I get what you're, you're just Michael Johnson in. I, I completely I get think, that. He's a I think it would be cool. That's... No, but you're, no, 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 because what, Connor, what you just said, I don't think you understand what I'm saying. Like, yes, Barry is good at short tracks. I don't want to take that away from him, but like, you're, you're putting a bunch of those guys. It, it's like putting a 50 Hornets in a, in a cup and shaking it up. Like there's no, <laughs> like there's no room to move. Yeah. Uh, Barry, I, Barry might be the bigger Hornet in that situation, but there's and, no guarantees. <clears throat> you had mentioned something pretty accurate too, is the fact that Jimmy's already in the, in the all-star race. So you get Jimmy one last, cause he's never going to do it again. His team's moving to Toyota next year. So you give him one last chance in the 48 car for Hendrick Motorsports and Kevin Harvick's driving the 29 car in the same race. Like how nostalgic can you get in today's NASCAR going back to a place that has not seen a race since any of us were born? And you can't tell me Jimmy has been all about racing. You can't tell me that he wouldn't be willing to to go. Hundred percent would be behind that. But that's the thing. I mean, why would you take it? That's, your, that's why I, think, I don't think they've thought about it. on them today. Like, and maybe he's not locked in. I don't even know if he's. A, yeah, I have no idea. I have not checked that. It was just a thought in my head. But he should be. Did you, did you would, guys see that Johnson and Gordon didn't show up to the NASCAR seventy five photo? Jimmy did, didn't he? Someone said he didn't on Twitter. Well, I thought Jimmy was there. All of Hold on, let me. I bookmarked it. I think. But yeah, I and to me, like, why would you? Why would you? Why would you not go with the guy that's already qualified into the race if you could do that? So, Gordon and but, Johnson were both there, or were both not there, um, as well as Kevin Harvick. And Tony Stewart is not there either. <laughs> Which I'm, I don't, I doubt Tony was even on the premises, but yeah, Tony probably was racing somewhere. Yeah, which I like, don't get me wrong, I'm not pissed at them for it, but do you think that's no, like but if you were on the property, right now, it, with the, if you were on the property, I don't understand why you would no, that's probably why, should do you be think there. this, do you think that's a move from the negotiating side from the teams in NASCAR right now? Because no, Denny says, and I know Denny no. can over-dramatized things sometimes. I'm not saying it's like a normal thing. No, as you lead into that too. So here's the funny, that would be ultra petty because like that's that's a huge chunk of history that you're saying like. Yeah. I don't know what the, oh, Caleb, you froze. We'll keep going. Caleb is stuck. Um, I, I he think up to here. Look at this. I know he it's has. Beautiful. He's had it up to here. I do think though, what he what he's getting at is that it is kind of a, a petty move to not be there if you're on the property, especially when obviously you've got Kyle Bush, Joey Logano, uh Denny Hamlin, Truex, Elliot, Larson, Brad, they're all right there in, in the same photo. So like what what could you unless you had something absolutely Thanks for pointing that out because I'm dumb and just didn't look for that. So like you, you couldn't physically be there because you had something sponsor wise. Well, I mean, these are on your sponsor, but Johnson and Gordon are still owners though. Right. But I, again, why, why couldn't uh, Richard Petty's still there? Yeah, that's true. He's still in that photo. I mean, shit. Well, Ryan, he's not, he's Ryan not, Newman's he's in not an owner anymore. Is someone pointed out to me? He's an ambassador. That's true. He is an ambassador. However, Ryan so Newman's ambassadors were allowed, but owners boycotted. Ryan Newman's in the photo. Um, you've got Rusty Wallace, who was in the MRN booth today. He's in the photo. 
Bill Elliott in the photo, Jeff Burt. I mean, there's all these guys that were part of something going on today that were in this photo. So why aren't two of your biggest names? I mean, Harvick, sure, I would love to see, you know, that that one sucks that he's not in it. I'm sure Tony wasn't on the property. But how the hell was Jeff Gordon probably the, what would you say, third biggest figure in NASCAR ever? Next not the best name. No, okay. Um and and one of your your three seven time series champions not in this photo. Yeah. I don't and know you're on the property. Yeah, and that, that's the only logical explanation that my brain could drum up. Um if anyone else has other ideas, let me know. Go on your Twitter uh track down, I guess, of where they were this morning and in their footsteps and, and track where they were. But uh I don't even know. Great quote, great quote I, coming I like from it. yeah. I, I don't even you know like it's like it's a list. Like I get the photo's cool, right? The photo is a cool thing. I wish everyone was in it, but Tony Stewart's not going to be there, so someone's going to miss. So at that point, it's not mandatory. Right, but I do wish that. So I do wish if you're on the property, be be in the photo. That that's what what I'm hoping for. Uh, looks like Caleb got eaten by bears, so he is he not. Says he be... lost internet, but he did it at the best time. He... Yeah, he did. This is a great footage. You take a we picture, got, dude. We have to start coming up with some things we could clip right after the show with Caleb frozen like that. Yeah, that would be. I just took a photo of it, so I'll send that in the whole group, so you know, <laughs> because this is a great photo. Caleb, on a scale of the bottom of the screen to the top of the screen, how how much do you think NASCAR needs Ross Chastain? Oh, wow. Damon agrees, too. Wow. <laughs> a lot of progress here today, guys. No, no, no. I. Oh, you were just saying what he was answering? Yeah, I was answering. Okay. I was helping him answer. Gotcha. Well, thank you for your Looks support. like he got it, though. Looks like he got it. Yeah. I, I don't know. Good stuff from Caleb. Um. Back back to the race. Good for William Byron, though, right? Like this is the first time in his career to get a, get three wins in a season. Uh, Rudy Fu- the halfway just, mark of the regular season, so you got right. two thirds of the deal left. Like that's Rudy. Uh, Rudy just no. said something in the uh, in the media center that you will like. Uh, let me get the tweet pulled back up. He so, said, I'm "Sorry, hey, I gotta, sorry to everyone. I did not mean two thirds. I'm at thirteen plus ten, whatever the hell that is, divided by 20, 36. Halfway, <laughs> halfway through the regular season. Yeah, you get it. Um, Rudy Fugel in the media center said, this is the hardest form of motorsports in North America. Um, F1 was in North America last week. So count. Oh, is count. that what he's pointing out? I don't know if it was or not, but I just thought you would. Uh, yeah, I like that. Any Anyone junking on those guys like yeah i, I do I like just, that aspect of it i just I, figured you, you'd like that there's no yeah, context no. behind it i'm just gonna throw that out there and let you let you imagine it how you wish grand grand idea with this and people are gonna be pissed at me because i have a respectful opinion of it and, and nothing bad to say really but i mean there's like difficult things about everything you watch that video uh that who was it and the nhra i was it leah or yeah. Um, they posted the video of here's the it might have been Brittany Force too. I'm not sure which I think it was a girl, and I'm remembering a red, white, and black paint scheme, but she posted the five and a half minute video of what she does before the car takes off from the launch. Oh, that was Leah. That yeah, was Leah. Like that was sick. That's it does not look freaking simple. Um Indy cars at Iowa Speedway are the exact same thing of Hornets in a 
mason jar shook it up a bunch like really freaking hard to do the world of outlaws race 90 times a damn season um with sprint cars and stuff and the you got to give love to the late model people because we you say late models suck but they're pretty damn fun to watch sometimes especially when your your guy bobby pierce is winning like he did this weekend big shout out to him they're, they're fun to watch most of the time yeah but, i mean yeah like there's a ton of motorsports that race in north america that Caleb, Caleb has joined on three different accounts and is still logged in on. <laughs> Atta boy. He just lock him in on <laughs> the all room is see, filled with Caleb. See, see which one shows up first. Log I just, him in I on clicked all. admit all. Let's see. If, <laughs> it'd be really funny if he got on and he's going three different microphones. First three of them just popped up. <laughs> oh boy. It, it's, it's been yikes. Well, you're still here from the last from your last one. So and your your um, other accounts left. joining now, whatever your Zoom's doing. I think you're fine though. Yeah, I don't know. It's it was it kept just connecting and connecting and everything. So shout out to Mediacom. Um I have dropped my internet today and Friday afternoon. Hey, big shout Friday out to them. They're sponsoring the World of Outlaws race at uh, Knoxville in June. Whoops. I hope they don't watch the YouTube feed. <laughs> same <laughs> no that's fair Caleb you can bash me to come I don't care um, don't, don't even get me started on like when we had the derecho and stuff like it was it was a absolute like a once in a lifetime weather event that we've never even heard the word of before it's not the time to go after the internet company um, it is <laughs> when it's a, it First was time. literally a word we were teaching ourselves when it happened like Nah, not if you're an actual weather person, but no, um, no listen to this. I, cause I was in my apartment at the time and they had told me like, Oh, we we expect, uh, the internet to be back on by the 15th. And this was like two months after it happened. Mind you, we were without internet for like two months. So they're like, okay, it's supposed to be back on the 15th. So then like the 15th comes around and nothing. And then a couple days later, um, it was showing that they had restored internet to my area and I still didn't have internet. Yeah, so I contacted like that's when they put fiber in. I about, I about started a big boycott on fiber internet. Right. They put the cable in and then we didn't have it for like a month. And they, like no one within a mile from my apartment had it. Yeah. But so then yeah. they, they said that the internet to my area had been restored, but I didn't have it. And so I contacted them and I was like, Hey, I still don't have internet. And they were like, Oh yeah, it's not restored yet. And I was like, okay. So I waited and I waited and I waited. And then I was like talking to my neighbors and they're like, yeah, we've all had internet and I didn't. And so then I had to go back to them again. And I was like, hello, like I, I just still don't have internet. Oh, okay. So then they came out and they found out that I was like the only one in the building that didn't have internet. And like, it, it was just, it was a joke, but anywho, back to what we were doing. <laughs> I wanted to touch on post-race a little bit. Did you think they should ask more drivers about uh, what happened between Kyle and Russ? Uh, I think they should have interviewed more drivers, period. We literally, we, we. I, hold on. Before you do the Larson one, he walked away and didn't want, didn't want to talk. I don't know. I, I do know that. I know. Yeah. I made my tweet. 
um, all upset, and then I saw that he went straight into his holler. So I understand that. Which, but we literally because he'll he'll talk when he's mad. Still, you know, he'll he'll do that if he needs to. I I don't know if it was from direction of someone else or, or what the deal was. I think it was more. Uh, I think it was more. He probably didn't have anything nice to say at the time. Yeah. Oh, well, if I if I saw what happened to Benny Hamlin earlier this year and then did that, you wouldn't see me. <laughs> yeah. The report came out. You would not. So I, I think that was part of it. I think that was part of it. Um, I think he was just super annoyed, uh, especially yeah. after the Dover deal. Like, I think he was probably just very frustrated and probably in a mood to just not say anything, which is totally understandable. Right. But the problem, the problem that I do have is we, we, the race got over, we interviewed Byron, we interviewed Ross, and then we said, okay, folks, that's all for now. Park's closed. And then we left and we went back to, the studio and then we get pre-recorded you know interviews from like bubba and brad and stuff but like i, I just i think i i personally post race show is going to be and we couldn't get larson and ross chastain's a wet towel so you know i mean you weren't we weren't going to get a firework moment there i think we the firework moment is just the race and not the race, but what, you know, the Larson. Personally, I, I think going back to the studio, a gives you the ability to do more interviews. Cause they did. I mean, they got, I think almost the whole top 10, if I'm not mistaken, cause they, I mean, hell they interviewed Harrison Burton who quietly had a top 10 finish today. So which never happens when they're on the big Fox. So I think being on FS one helped them when they went back to, um, when they went back to the studio, I think that's also more of a post-race setting too. I, I, I would like to have them be on track like NBC would do in victory lane. Um, you can when they showed on Peacock, I believe you can see yeah. them sitting in victory lane or whatever. Uh, I would like to see more of that setting versus yeah. going back to the studio. But if we don't have that as a setting, I think going back is fine. And then just playing those interviews, um, just knowing how difficult it is to get a hold of, of drivers, especially or, or athletes in general, when they're in a little bit of a time crunch, quote unquote. Yeah. And I understand it too, when they really, I mean, it used to be back in the day where you would have, you know, three, four pit road reporters, and now you have two. So, um, yeah, I I get that because, I I mean, us three have been there where you want to get four or five different drivers after a race and you're one person. And they all go in 18 different directions. So I I get it to a point. It just, uh, I don't know. It's 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 just i don't know the the way that they go about it i guess just doesn't sit right with me i i still don't like that the leader crosses the start finish line for the stage and then we literally go kyle larson wins the stage and then it's commercial like we don't dive into what just happened with you know who got stage points who didn't like what like we don't have any i almost tweeted yesterday that we never uh bitch about fox's coverage during xfinity and truck races um truck races i shouldn't say i'm just my xfinity and then like it took three minutes and i saw a new caleb tweet about how bad it was going did i just lose you guys again oh you no, yeah, you're there but oh, okay. 
It's just being really glitchy. Fantastic. Um, I, I don't know. I think the Xfinity side of things yesterday was really was. I didn't watch the whole Xfinity race. I was in and out of the house yesterday, but uh, really kind of. Uh, I would say it wasn't great of a broadcast production. Um, it was. It it's it's Xfinity. I mean, not a was, whole lot. No, it was fine. I didn't. They yeah, definitely I'm interested to see what NBC does um, when they take over. Because if anything, they have done a good job of going. Where are people complaining? What are they mad at? Let's but see those things on our side and still make some f ups. But, that's the thing is though they they see this through the front half of the year we did the same thing last year yeah. we, we see they see the flaws that fox does in the front half of the year but they go and make the same mistakes the difference is people like dale earnhardt jr people like steve latart people like jeff burton so no one's gonna bitch because they don't want to they don't want to be mad because now you're mad at your favorite driver of all time that doesn't no one's gonna do that i'm not a rick allen fan so i i don't like rick allen personally uh but it it just is just in case rick is listening i love rick it's, it's not that i don't like him as a person his broadcast style just doesn't appease to me very well um every every moment is a big moment and then would you, you sub every moment Go ahead. Would you substitute um, Bill Walton for Rick Allen for one race just no. to see how it goes? No. no. Come on, Damon. Not a chance in hell. I can't. All right. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have even tried. That's on me. Yeah, you shouldn't have. My bad. That's, I'm sorry. Um, I, I think that, but, and people don't see that as NBC is doing the same mistakes, quote unquote, but just not as frequent, I guess, is the best way of putting it. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, I know for me, the biggest thing is like just the way that they do commercials and, you know, stuff like that. We've, we've pretty, you know, hit on that. Even like today I noticed too, it's like we go to a commercial break after a couple minutes after a commercial break, but then we come back from the commercial break and big banner is Papa John's. And it's like, again, if you're going to do that, like, there just has to be a balance. You can't just be constantly fucking hitting us over the head with advertisements the entire rate. Like it, it, it becomes to a point where it's like, it's so pushed. And yeah, what I would like to see them do personally is if you're going to have ads play over green flag laps, make every time that you go to an ad break over a green flag period, be side by side. I don't care at this point. You, you're, you're, you have to be able to see anything that's going on on the track during a green flag period. During caution flags, as long as it's not during pit stops, who gives a shit? To be quite honest with you, I really don't care if I see the track full full circuit. As long as they're not on pit road and they're just running pace laps, go to a full go to a full page caution or go to a full page ad. I don't really care. But yeah, the only thing I'll say about that is don't have like a giant wreck happen and be like, all right, let's go to commercial. And then we, we go through commercial and then they come back and they're like, all right, let's take a look at what happened to this wreck. Like, cause they did that what, a couple weeks ago or whatever. And I, oh, that's the stuff that's so frustrating. See, I I'll, I'll differ from you on that because listening to the radio, they, that's what they do too is the wreck will happen. Cars will stop wrecking. They'll say who they preliminary see in the wreck. And then they go to commercial 
And then they come back and then they rehash what just happened. And I think that gives, that gives both your commercial break out of the way. And it gives the broadcasters the time to figure out, okay, who was in it? What happened? Can we make it sound or look better to those that are watching or how does it happen? I guess. Right. Yeah. I think that that's a personal thing. Just being, just doing the broadcast side, the way I have, you know, it's a lot easier to go to a commercial break and then rethink back. Okay. What just happened? So I don't sound like a complete idiot and then have to retrace my steps 10 minutes later. Right. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, you guys want to wrap up the show with the new, uh, new segment we got. What's the new segment we got? I told you about this. Uh, it's going to be called reading the comments. I like it. I'm going to read some comments about some of the, whatever we'll, we'll probably pick a moment of the weekend and choose that. Okay. And we'll read, we'll read some of the comments, the best ones specifically. Um, the first one I clicked on when I thought of this idea earlier, uh, made me think, um, well, I'll just read it. It's from Daniel Ross, one, seven, zero, zero, two zero six one and it said someone needs to stomp a mud hole in his ass and i'm not sure who he's talking about so that made me realize maybe i shouldn't just read all of the comments um so i just got i picked out a couple good ones um someone just thanked kyle larson genuinely it says thank you genuinely comma for making sure chastain didn't finish this race that was great uh, he speaks for all fans across the entire platform. And that, that one was Lori. So that could be a, a she, her. Hey, good. Good for them. I don't know. Uh, nice, they, they, well, on top uh, of things uh, today, the Adderall is rolling. Hey, I'm just going to say this. I'm just going to say this. When you see eight drivers on my Twitter feed in a row, be like, wow, that was awesome. Or like Chandler Smith said, he, drove through ross that was pretty damn cool enough of those that as you can find later i will see what i can do for you um someone said i've had enough of larson uh i have seen several of those that they're like with people talking about the whole ross thing and people are basically commenting back oh but larson does it and it's just fine i'm like like okay larson larson's guilty of that sure but like Let's talk about ratios here. <laughs> like, we've literally had a Ross incident in like 95% of the races this year. It's it's almost bad. almost every week. Um Jeff Wright 898 uh commented uh the post is the poster said Kyle Larson has had enough of Ross Chastain. Uh, and he commented in it there's a video attached of the replay of the accident. Uh and he says not even close to what happened. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. There's always, like a video there's always, is like the one thing you can not contest. No, it's, it is always funny. The, the people that can watch an incident and, and see something completely different from like what the video clearly shows. Um, someone named Ragnar Takeda uh, is calling for a boycott of watermelon around the country. And <laughs> I must say, it's probably the best idea I've ever heard. Oh, Jesus. Like just ironically would maybe just in Florida, we only got to get for, if you're from Florida, tell your friends to stop buying all the watermelon. <laughs> it's a boycott watermelon. I, yeah. That's 
That's one way of doing it, I guess. I don't even know what you'd have to call for Ross to do to make up for everything until Ross retires. No more. Ross has got Ross has got a lot of work to do to get back on anybody's good side. <laughs> um, this clown posted personality galore uh, about Ross Chastain. This should double next week's ratings. That's me. Yeah, that's. I was gonna that say that's me. Yeah. Um, that's the last one I had. Oh, shout out to, uh, I asked people, we ask people for comments all the time or questions. It's like, you know, if someone doesn't understand something, a lot of my friends text me and ask me. And so I just put it out after the race. Like if you had anything you're confused about or want to know something, you know, ask the question, but I asked people what they thought today specifically for this. Uh, and Austin Kaninsky said it right. There we go. Uh, I didn't realize we didn't follow him back on the ARD account. There we go. Now we do. Uh, he's yep. Yeah, he's a writer for Sports Not, um, but he commented, "Give him a follow. He's a younger kid, super super nice, um, and very good at what he does too." So, I hope you guys like that segment. I hope we can get some more bangers. When when there's a big one in in dirt track racing, it's going to be fun. Oh, it's going to go off. Could you imagine if we would have done this during the uh, during the the one punch in the car last year? Oh yeah, there and there was one Friday between Colmacito and uh, I don't want it, would, it wasn't Justin Cox, was it? I don't remember. Why can't I'm sorry, guys. I'm just busting on this name. I've, yep, we have we have officially reached the end of his Adderall limit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Ah. Uh, Magic energy pills, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, Cole Macedo got into it with someone, and then uh, they had driver introductions for the race on Saturday night, and me and my dad are up watching it, and they started right next to each other, so they came out one after another, uh, the two guys that fought each other the night before. So Generally that how that goes. And You can't rip on driver intros if the two guys fighting, fighting each other the day before had to stand within the vicinity of one another for at least five minutes. That's a positive for the driver intros, right? Um, yeah, I, I mean, would so. I would say, yeah, it's a good answer. All right. You guys got anything else? I want to quickly give a shout out to Dominic Selzy, uh, for getting that win, um, in the NARC series. We got Bobby, uh, Oh, Brad sweet wire to wire win. Yeah, uh, you know Tyler Carpenter, right? Yep. His career is so odd to me. And just, I've never seen a guy who predominantly races lower lower side of the regional type series and tracks. Um, pretty much local, pretty much a local driver. I don't think that's an insult to him uh, at all. And he's very, very good at what he does. He is an insane driver, but he's, he's raced in these small, small series. And then has also raced NASCAR a few times. And like, I think looking back on it in 10 years is going to be dramatically entertaining, but I saw a tweet that he won at a track this week called Mudlick Valley Speedway. Love it. And I, I just don't know if it's real or not. It's definitely real. There was photos of him driving, but it's just insane that, you know, that guy's raced NASCAR twice. Great, uh, great name for a racetrack. Yeah, thirty five hundred winners check. I'm pretty sure at Mudlick Valley. Mudlick Valley, love it. How do you think that got its name? You don't want to know. Another day, another Adderall, right? Yeah, 
Exactly. <laughs> Thank you guys uh, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Did this one early, so if the audio sucks, I'm sorry. I'm going to do all I can to smooth it out um, beforehand, but skipped some of my family dinner so that we could get the three uh, the three of us on to talk about it. So appreciate you all for listening. Uh, thanks a ton. And we'll be back sometime this week. There's a couple big races in Iowa coming up with the Castro uh, Flow Racing Night in America series at Davenport and Marshalltown on Tuesday and Wednesday. So check those out if you're close to either two of the tracks. They're both kick-ass racetracks, and hopefully this weekend is going to be filled with racing uh, in this state. So we'll be with you at some point in the middle of this week. Um, I'll probably send out a tweet or something uh, at, at some point um, going over what our plans are. And then also I retweeted it on the ARD account, and I'll make sure it keeps going to the top. Uh, but Emerson Axum had a hauler fire, uh, and he put a link up for anyone that wanted to help uh, with his damages on that stuff. So appreciate y'all listening. Thanks again, uh, and have a great rest of your week.